what about it? That's what get them permission to treat us terrible. Hell no. They say this the land of the free. That's a lie. It seems like the land of bullshit to me. Yeah, yeah. They say this the land of the free. Uh-huh. But it seems like the land of bullshit to me. Uh-huh. Dior down to the socks, yeah, 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 yeah. Motherfucker, fuck the cops, yeah, 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 yeah. I put big boy stones in my watch, yeah, 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 yeah. In the drop right with them chops, yeah, 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 yeah. They too smart, too ambitious, too dangerous and vicious. Good morning, Every day good afternoon, I wake up, I make rich good evening. Decisions. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Perving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino. A.K.A. the one true king of the South. A.K.A. the unmixy nigga. Um, A.K.A. Scheming A. Smith. <laughs> we're going to talk, talk about how I am officially removing the mixy title from my name uh, later. Um, because you, niggas can't call me that no more after, after what I've seen. But um, on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious <laughs> co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. that favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that braided up badass, a.k.a. Mrs. Sitting up in her room yourself. Well, herself. A.k.a. real overwhelmed girl shit. Yeah, I'm a mom and I'm single too. <laughs> That's why every time you see me, I'm on my way to work, boo. I got to feed the fucking kids. Okay. Calvin. What's up? I'm tired of working. And when I say I'm tired of working, it's not just this job in particular, period. I'm tired of working at all. I don't know. I don't have a dream job. I don't want to work. I want to be in the laps of luxury, okay? I want to be provided for. And the spoon that's in my mouth, I require it to be silver, okay? These feet should not be touching the ground. That is peasantry. Where the fuck my mom and dad have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to not be fucking millionaires? That's bullshit. You mean to tell me I'm supposed to work? That's nah, bro. I wish you could could see how much I'm rolling my eyes at you right now. I wish you could see it. I don't have a dream job. I don't want to work. But also... We're supposed to eat the rich. Do you want to be eaten, my dear? Okay. I want to be comfortable. All right? Now, when I talk about being rich, I mean rich as in I have unlimited resources at my disposal or the resources that I do have, even if they're, excuse me, even if they are limited, like, I don't have to worry. And right now, your girl got, I got a couple worries, okay? You know them 99 problems Jay-Z said he had? I, too, yeah. have 99 problems. And you want to know what ate one? What's not a problem? <laughs> I can't think of it right now because everything's a fucking problem right now. I just, you know what? I just, I realized today, literally in the middle of my own like meltdown and breakdown that I had, because the one thing about me, your girl's going to have a mental breakdown. She's going to do it wherever I find myself. Literally, wherever my body decides that we've had enough, I shut down. It don't matter. I could be at home, which is preferably where I choose, like, what I would like to shut down. But if I'm at work, we're going to have a meltdown. If I'm driving, I'm going to cry and drive. Not recommended, by the way. If, if wherever it is, I'm, if my body says, you know what, sis, cry right now, guess what we finna do? 
make it rain. I just, I'm tired. So in the middle of my meltdown, I literally realized that I, I don't want to do this no more. And I can't tell you what I want to do instead. I don't want to do none of it. I don't want to do it. It's extremely immature. And I know I'm hearing myself say this literally as I'm like talking, obviously. And I'm realizing how asinine and immature it is. I don't care. I don't want to do none of this shit no more. Oh, honey. Oh, 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 poor, poor thing. Let me tell you something. I didn't say I wasn't going to do it, guys. I just said I don't want to. There's a difference. I'm mature enough to know I have business to handle and the only person that Like, can't nobody cover for me, dog. There's nobody who can cover If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And that's just it. These bills, they're not going nowhere. They're not going to stop. That kid, speaking of which, you know kiddo? He turns 11 yeah. on Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Damn. Damn. In a week. In a week. Damn. I'm going to you have an 11 year old. You got a whole ass preteen. How you feel? Old. I feel very old. And hence another like attachment to my anxiety, right? Another source of my anxiety is that in 11 years, look how far he's come. Like, he is beautiful and he is very, my son is very cynical. <laughs> he's very cut. He's very dry. He's a weirdo, but I mean that in like the most creative sense in the world. Like Braylon is a fucking weirdo, but he's so, but when he channels that towards something he's really interested in, watching his eyes light up about the things that he's passionate about at 11, because it, it's going to change or it might not. And just being able to feed into whatever it is that he wants to do, whatever that looks like, is incredible. Um, I have a child who is intuitive and very, very intellectual. He's lazy, so that intellect is applied when he feels like it. But when he feels like it and when he's really into something, watching him dig deeper into it and the way he talks about it and he's excited about it is just, as a parent, warms my heart. And knowing that my son as a black kid, as a black boy kid at that, a black boy child, he has a sense of freedom that I don't recall having as a kid. And a sense of uh, a spirit of exploration that I don't remember having as a kid. And I know that exploration comes from having a sense of stability and safety. And I had both of those, but I was also, I also come from a very strict household. So being able to explore things with my, with, my son, knowing that my son has a parent that he can explore things with without frustration judgment, yeah, is refreshing. And judgment yeah. is very refreshing. So, um, Calvin, we don't know what the recording schedule is going to look like next week, but in case we miss it, to the one true man of my heart, to the one thing in this world that I don't have to share, to the one thing in this world that I don't give to the world, He's extremely private about my parenting, about my child. I'm extremely private about kiddo. Um, happy birthday. And I think that's probably as public as I'm going to be about his birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's And it's the week before. So, of course, on top of his birthday being next Tuesday, he also starts school on Monday, the Monday beforehand. So, um. How I'm do you feel about that? Yeah, how do you feel about the whole school thing? How do you feel about that? So, for kiddo, he's doing the whole, the way his school district is set up is that 
half of the school comes in um, part of the week. The other half goes in the other week. The other half is virtual. So kiddo, because of the way his name is in the alphabet, he comes in Monday, Tuesday. Um, and then he's virtual the rest of the week. Um, and then I think every all school, and I think his school week is only four days. So he has two days in, two days, um, two days in, two days off. And I think nobody has school on Friday. Um, I think that that's a fair shake for both parents and, and students from, at least for my situation. Um, kiddo has three different households, really two and a half. And we're really two households, if we're being honest, that I can trust that I know that while I'm at work, he can get his work done. And then his godmother is actually a teacher. So, you know what I mean? He, academically, he's covered. Um, hell no. If, if they were sending him back to school full time in class instruction, my son would have been a homeschool child immediately. I'm not sending him into an unsafe situation. I don't care what it is. I'm not doing that. So if the school district hadn't come up with this plan, trust and believe me as his mother and his support system would have figured this out already. So I'm glad that everybody's on the same page. So um, here comes the, the, the non-parent, right? And with my mm-hmm. observations. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta preface this because I don't want no smoke room. I don't want a summer walker this shit. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, I don't understand. So like, I get I get that virtual is hard to do and it virtual is hard to do. Not only for the teachers, because a lot of these things is really hard to be taught virtually, but it's also, um, you know, hard for lower to middle income students. Cause you know, you've got to have fast Wi-Fi. You got, you have got to have access to a laptop, all types of things. Right. So, so I understand, you know, that part of part of it, but also like when it comes to keeping kids safe, I don't under I don't understand how going into the school two times a week versus four times a week or five times a week is demonstrably like better. Does that does that make sense? Like uh, you still so it's like you're still putting him at yeah you're still putting him at risk and like and not not limiting limiting the amount of risk right it's risk management at this point because it's not a hundred percent and I can tell kiddo wear your mask. And he's he's accustomed to it. Honestly, he reminds me to grab my mask more than anything. So he's accustomed to I need my I need my mask. I need, you know what I'm saying? I need to make sure that if they're not family, um keeping my distance. Excuse me. We've been spending uh, the last, you know what I'm saying, four months conditioning him to this corner, you know, this normal. And then I have a child that isn't stupid. I have a child that's very aware of the social climate, political climate that we live in right now. So he's just like, all right, these are the punches I have to roll with until I'm able to do something different or until I'm told to do something different. So, yeah, that's that's where kiddo is at with me. It's frustrating because I know for him, he misses his friends. So seeing his friends and not being able to dap them up or hug them or, you know what I mean, or less interaction or, you know, even this weekend with his, you know, quote-unquote birthday party I'm thinking about doing and it's not even a party it's like I was thinking about setting up my house like 16-bit and just making them kids making the kids like have video game tournament because there is no venue for him there's not a you know a run jump in play situation you know I this year we actually got into his party was supposed to be at Sky Zone 
I, I don't feel safe doing that. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then asking an 11 year old to accommodate his own birthday is hard. Me as an adult, I had a quarantine birthday. I had a quarantine birthday at the height of this shit. So now with things being semi open, but still hella not safe as a parent, I can't, well, I don't want to risk my own child, let alone somebody else. Yeah, so I guess I look at it like this, right? I look at it like common sense versus consequence. I think is what think what it is, right. is, is. You know what I mean? Because it's like, look, man. Again, I'll I'll respect the kiddo, but kids are dumbasses, and like, and they right. are reckless. And this, I don't think this is a very unpopular opinion I'm giving. Like kids are reckless as hell. Kids are um, fucking stupid. And and I look kids at are I just look at it like I look at it, I'm seeing just reports back of like the first couple weeks of, you know, people doing it in like the high schools and shit. Where or elementary schools, which is even wilder. Because I think the older you are, I think probably the more easy it is to kind of, you know, try to do this new normal. But elementary school kids gonna like come to school with a Paw Patrol mask and trade with someone who has a Spider-Man mask because they like the <laughs> Spider-Man mask better. And your kid gonna come home with a different mask than he had leaving this motherfucker and now everybody got a quarantine. You see, like, you know what I mean? So it's like... And it's, it's disgusting. You feel me? Kids are disgusting in general. And so, and I just look at some of the setups and it's just, you know, it's just like, it's, it's like we're putting our educators in a, in a very tough spot because it's like, you know, like I heard some people... Like, here's how fucked up we are, right? Where people wondered how you can social distance during your active shooter drill. Or, I would love to keep the air open, you know, by keeping my doors open to help air circulation, but I can't because that fucks up the automatic locking situation if we have an active shooter in the building. And, you know, it's like, the fact that we have to, like, say those sentences and conflate those two different things just shows how fucked up we are. But... right. I guess I'll look at it like this. Um, uh, we we are seeing grown-ass adults not be responsible and not social distance and not comply with the rules and regulations. And these are motherfuckers with pensions and mortgages and kids of their own. But we expect college, high school, and elementary, middle and elementary school students to somehow be, be better at it? Right. Like, and then you then you ask like so what happens if because a kid's going to test positive knock on wood we hope it's not kiddo but a kid's going to test positive okay but that that means not only does he have to quarantine for two weeks and his parents got to quarantine for two weeks but every kid who's in that class with him got to quarantine for two weeks their whole parents got to quarantine for two weeks the teacher got to quarantine for you 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 see the domino effect right that 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 is very visible here to like okay so. And then in a teacher's case, if a teacher has a quarantine, even if, if the teacher's not sick, teachers don't have sick days. They have PTO, they have right. PTO but you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't really have sick days. And, like, every educator that you talk to, they like, they don't really have free time like that. So, right. so they got a quarantine. Does that come out of the already limited sick days that they have? Is that a special case? Like, what about getting a sub? Not, not All of this other stuff. So it's like, all of these things here, and it just is it's frustrating because I feel like our children aren't getting, aren't going to get the best education that they could because of this and because 
we fumbled the response so badly. And that's not what even I- to mention to mention. Go ahead, go ahead. Cause I because then I have a, a, a separate issue about like colleges and everything like that. But go ahead, oh, Jerry. Yeah. Because you know, I work in Mere Clifton and college it, it Xavier and UC had their move in this past weekend. So we'll get to that here in a second. But I think the part the most that I feel bad for for the children is is the children because they have literally no control. They really have to just do what they're told and go with it until they're told something different. And as adults, and, and myself included in this, I think as adults sometimes we overlook um we overlook the feelings of children. Children are cooped up in the house the same way we are. But children require recess, honestly. They need that shit. They need to be able to run. They need to be able to burn off energy. Children need to be able to socialize with other children because I'm going to be honest with you, having a conversation with anybody other than my son made me realize that I don't like kids. I like my kids. I like kids that I claim and that I love and that are a part of who, you know what I'm saying, my circle. Other people's children, I, for over an extended period of time, I don't like. So kids need kids. Because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only adult who don't like other people's kids like that. I don't babysit. And I have to take kids in small doses. Like, no, your baby can't just sit here. If they, Why is your kid here? Like, nah, unless you're a kid that my kid's aging, they can entertain each other and I don't have to necessarily interact, I'm okay with that. But anything more over than that and you're not my kid, hell nah. No. No. I'll be honest with you. My son, we don't relate right now. We don't have anything to talk about. He's into shit. I'm just not into it. I can't gab over Naruto. I don't watch the show. He doesn't want to hear me bitch about fucking my 401k and Bill. He doesn't want to talk to me about that kind of shit. So he needs other kids. So children right now, even younger than that, I feel bad for. And the adults around children, for the most part, are failing them. So I just, we gonna pray for the school year because, honey, the moment that I feel like my son's not safe, he's snatching his ass out. Period. And, like, and you know, just a lot of frustration goes into it. And then you have colleges. If, if, if you didn't realize that college was a scam before now, and I'm saying that as someone with a whole ass degree from a pretty well-respected academic institution, so I don't have the degree, but I got the debt. Even even more to my point, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, shit. If if I graduate and then I don't, and then I get a job in a field that isn't my degree, I feel like I should have to just not pay that debt. Because like, what the what the heck? Like, what the hell? You feel me? Like, I'm gonna be honest is- with you, Calvin. <laughs> Sally May, Great Lakes, all that shit, Navient, they gonna get it in blood. When I think about I, my debt, I never include my student loans because I'm not touching you. I just need I just need the hackers to go ahead and hack hack them. <laughs> like you are hacking Please. niggas iClouds and OnlyFans, but you want to leave student loans untouched? My nigga, the first nigga who hacked the student loan directory and clear that shit out, we will build a statue for. Can't no nigga. one touch you. Nigga, can't we no one touch you. We all got you on bail. That'll be the one nigga we don't snitch on. That'd be Listen, the one nigga. We we ain't got nothing for it, bro. I ain't seen hey, them. I nope. Ain't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who you talking about, bro. That shit who? crazy. That nigga did what? It's wild. I, he, I, listen, it's I'm wild. Get the I need to disappear. 
I don't give an alibi. Like, nah, he was with me. Bro, he was with me the whole time. Yeah, like, we was watching the basketball game. Like, he was with me. But so, college is a scam. And so, so for example, um, UNC uh, Chapel Hill, so North Carolina, a week into their reopening and trying to bring students back onto campus, um, reverse course and then said, all undergraduate learning will be remote for the rest of the year. And they did this a week into the semester. You know why? Because they moved, between the moving week and the first week of classes, they had about 250-something cases, and they had like five clusters. So a cluster is basically five or more coronavirus cases they, they can trace back to a singular source. And so, again, we, 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 well, here's the thing. I'm not only mad, I'm mad because we called it. I'm like, you going to tell these 18 right. to 22 year olds to, to, to not throw parties and to not kick it and to not, and to not go out. Do you expect these niggas to move into their dorms and then stay in their dorm rooms? Okay. Or, you know what? Has anybody ever just been to college? My nigga, you know like, college, especially because college is the first time a lot of these people have been away from their parents. They've been away from direct authoritative figures ever. And you in a new environment with hot ass. Honey, I don't blame them. I blame the adults for making a decision to put their hot asses on campus. You knew them niggas wasn't going to listen. And so You can preach it all you want to, but you have to accommodate for fucking stupid. Accommodating for stupid is a part of common sense. Honestly, if you don't accommodate for stupid, you're allowing stupid to fuck up for you. Like, even in my small little circle, we accommodate bullshit all the time. Like, we like, you know what? That, she shouldn't do that, but she's probably going to do that because that's who she is as a person. So we're going to we make sure... So we're going to make sure that, hey, we're going to try to go ahead and, and make sure that even if that person does the stupid shit, that we feel straight. And so it's like, okay, cool. So you're, so you're charging room and board and student activities fees for remote learning. You see how wild that is? Like you're saying, you're telling right. students, okay, move. You got to move in on campus. Pay the pay the pay the ticket for your for your uh for your for your dorm, but then stay in your dorm and and not go to and your all your classes it, are remote. So Robert, even Miami, and to be honest even, with you, it should be a lawsuit. That should absolutely and, be a lawsuit. And so, for example, Miami, Miami is remote the first five weeks and through through the middle of September. So it's going to be remote forever, you know, for the whole semester because ain't shit changing. But it's also like you're remote, but also you have all of these students, like mostly international students on campus because they can't go back home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now you have all these students on campus. They, they can't go back home, but also you don't have any food service on campus because all, all of the food services don't have anyone to, that staff them. You, see my, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they're technically open, but no one's working them. So now. So now you have like the dean right. of students. If if someone is quarantined and they can't leave, how are they going to get food? Right. So you to the point where the dean of students has to figure out a way to bring them food. And I and I know and listen, the dean of students generally requires a PhD. I know for a fact if I get a PhD, that food delivery is not going to be part of the shit I do. <laughs> Period. That's what you hire assistants for without degree. Hi, if anybody needs one, 
I am looking for a job. Listen, that's DoorDash. <laughs> I did not get a PhD to become a DoorDash nigga. I refuse. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just it's frustrating, and I think I think that's my main thing is people are not accommodating for stupid. Our government didn't accommodate for stupid. The schools didn't accommodate for students uh, stupid because hell. There's there's people all across this country that have apartments off campus apartments they can't they won't be able to live in but still paying the rent for because there were everything's remote but the landlord ain't letting them out the lease so they're just paying money for an apartment they aren't gonna aren't gonna use you know what I'm saying so it's like you're not accommodating for stupid you're not accommodating for the worst the worst part of people you're expecting you know people to we we teach this individualism as a country like and I, I, right. i'll let you i'll let you finish in a minute but we teach this individualism as a country cuz it's like we put the, we put self interest over collective interest all the time i mean that's that's how we that's how we are as a country like is it good for everybody no it's good for me cool and that's and that's shown his ass during this entire thing it's like i i'm low risk so i'm going to go kick it even though it may it may sacrifice other people, I'm gonna go kick it. I feel fine. And again, if you accommodate for stupid, you pay people to stay the fuck home. You 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 shut down bars because you know niggas. If if bars are open, niggas are gonna congregate there. You sh- you know what I'm saying? You you shut down, you know, non-essential services if you if you really care about like flattening this curve. But it feels like as a country. As a government and as a people, but we've kind of just given up, and now we're in this weird half measure situation where all we're doing is fucking up the economy. Like we close bars at ten, like the coronavirus is going to wait to ten on one pop out. Like we have restaurants operating at half capacity, but we're sending our students back into school full bore. You know what I mean? Like we, right. we 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 say it's safe to move back into colleges, but it's not safe enough to have football and other sports in the fall. Like right. it's like we're, we're we're hustling backwards here, and we talk about this every week, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating, but it's like, nigga, like don't don't piss on me and tell me it's raining, my nigga. Like we like stop it, just stop, like stop. And I think that's my frustration. You're pissing on me, and you're telling me it's raining, and when I say no, it's not, you you, you start gaslighting me. I, you know what? I agree with you, Calvin. Like, on to, not to, not to drag this point out because we can talk about it for another thirty minutes if we want to. Just y'all, as a parent, as a student, you know, be safe. And as a parent, fuck what they're being told from these schools and these officials because at the end of the day, these schools are showing us exactly that they are businesses and that they only run with bodies. Not the actual well-being of these kids, the well-being of these children. So as uh, a parent, they're, they're I'm always going to do. Yeah, they're placing profit over people. Period. And as a school and as a a learning institution, I'm. It's one of those things where I'm not surprised. I'm still disappointed. Where what's the issue? What's the if I if I click up noise? What is that extra energy to exert for a system that I I'm not changing anytime soon? So as a parent, what I can do in real time is to make sure that my family is protected and safe. And if that means that I become a teacher slash mommy slash coach slash warden when I have to be slash, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever hashtags and slashes I have to add to this title of mine, we going to do that because my, my son's safety and well-being comes first. And that's it. 
Moving right so. along. Moving right along. Friend, you're going to be so proud of me. Why? Proud, proud. Guess what I'm watching right now? What you watching, girl? I'm watching the NBA inside this little bubble, and it's cute. <laughs> They okay. got the little fans. They got the fans sitting, quote unquote, courtside from home. It's all virtual. The bubble looked real small. The only thing I don't appreciate, right, from the outside looking in, before you go into your whole Calvin Explains the Sports, right? From the outside looking in, I'm thinking about the mental well being of some of these players and how this shit is going to have them fucked up. Because you have the quote unquote fans sitting courtside. But as a fan from home, not even a fan, who the fuck am I? I mean, this shit was on because my boyfriend is at the house watching this shit, not because I'm actually paying attention. But I told y'all, I only added the ESPN pa- um, package to my fucking cable because I have boys around, not because I watch this shit. We know better. But I wanted to look in because I thought it would be interesting. And I'm thinking about the psychological low-key warfare this is because they have it set up low-key like a typical game minus a live audience only people that are inside of the actual arena inside the arena are the players and necessary individuals but from home it sounds like a crowded like you know what i'm saying stadium it sounds like a crowded ass thing i can hear their sneakers squeaking i can hear like the crowd roaring but i know ain't nothing more than 12 people in that motherfucking stadium so what the hell is going on so what they what the NBA decided to do was to try to kind of give it a little bit more of an authentic feel was to kind of pipe in crowd noise. And so they have technical home and away teams, even though it's all played on a neutral site. So like if you're the home team, you'll have like your fancy introductions, you have the cheers when you make a basket, you know what I'm saying? You'll have like the little your right. little razzle dazzle to your name. And if you're on the away team, you don't get none of that shit. You get, you know what I'm saying? You get silence when you do some shit to try to simulate um, good, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the typical NBA atmosphere. And so the playoffs are right. on. Playoffs started this week um, in the bubble. Um, so, and you got to understand. So did like, all the teams automatically so, make the playoffs? No. So they brought back. So the NBA, when it paused in March, they had about 22 teams who could like reasonably or like kind of make a case that they were going to make the playoffs. You feel me? So eight teams out of the 30 were just so far back in the stand that it's like, nigga, you wasn't going to make shit no way. And then 22 teams right. was like, I mean, if we got high or, you know what I'm saying, we could have made the playoffs or nigga, we was the number one team in the league when this shit stopped. So they brought back 22 out of the 30 teams. And so then they okay. had eight, kind of had an eight-game seeding game. So basically, to figure out who's going to be who's going to be seeded where, like who's going to be the top seed, who's going to be the bottom seed, this and the third. And so they had okay. that over over the course of like the last you know a couple weeks. And so now it's a playoff. So the playoffs they're, they're setting up like normal playoffs. So sixteen teams, eight in each conference, best of seven series, all of that stuff, right? And so, so, you, so now we're at the playoffs. So now it's, you got to understand for like these players, they, they, they're quarantined without their families, they're quarantined without their hoes. And I'm, and I, it sounds like a joke, but like, I'm like, some people need that to get, you know, let some steam off after a game, after, after a tough game, after a good game, they need to be around for people. So 
They're not right now. So they're all quarantined because they're trying to get, you know, get get this in without, you know, putting anybody's health at risk um, to the point where, like, if you leave, you know, for any instance, even if it's an excused, you know, like Mike Conley left to go, ha- you know, be with his mother, be with his uh, wife for the birth of his son. You feel me? Again, huge family life event, right? But right. because he left the bubble, he's he's going to miss a couple games because he has to, when he gets back, he has to quarantine for several days to make sure he doesn't have it because he's out in the world. Right. So it's, so it is so it is a, a mental sacrifice because you know you're kind of you're 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 away from your people and you're trying to like play the, you're trying to do your job at the highest of your ability while you're away from your support system. So it right. is a it is a little bit difficult. What I also want to mention is um ladies let your man enjoy things. Um we have been waiting a long ass time for these playoffs. We ain't think we was going to get these playoffs. So like let let your nigga enjoy it. Either watch the game with him if you can, or if you don't want to watch it, go into the other room and turn on some shit that you want to watch in my in my other business. Let niggas you know, enjoy things. Thank I you, God bless. When sports, I said this when sports first came back, right? When they first were talking about the NBA. No, 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 no. I said this during the Jordan documentary because I felt bad for niggas. Sports is an escapism for a lot of y'all. And I just think that niggas deserve to have something. Not a lot of things, because men deserve less. But sports, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> sports, y'all can have. But to be honest, right? As I'm watching, because I'm currently watching the playoffs right now, it's on mute. But this feels like a Black Mirror episode. What do you mean? Like, it's just way, because of the way I'm thinking about, okay, sports as a whole, they're playing in a bubble away from their family and everything around them for the most part is simulated. All of the, all of the things around them are simulated. Crowd reaction, the ampli- the, like, the, the, their sneaker squeaking has been amplified. They have sent in crowd noises. There's plexiglass between LeBron, little powders clap, and, you know what I'm saying, the, the officials on the floor. All of this, they know for a fact, none of that what's going on around them is not normal, but simulating normal inside of an inside of an environment that they know in their hearts of hearts is abnormal is trippy. And I do a lot of drugs, so when I say something is trippy, it's trippy. So, so like, and that's nah, kind of the reason they're why not going to be okay. People, they're not going to be okay after this. For a lot of people, you know. They feel like this will be even like the hardest championship anyone's ever won. Like you won in the middle of a pandemic when you had to go away for three months to a bubble to to, to you know what I'm saying to play to play the game. So you know right. at, at the end of the day, man, we just sports is entertainment, and entertainment is all is often needed, especially in times of unrest, unsureness, shakiness. Um, the NBA is, is, is trying to do their best to make sure that, like, the social justice and um, racial, you know, justice, police brutality is still on headway, even in the entertainment. Like, they have messaging, commercials, um, you know, special messages on the back of players' jerseys, 
you know, just to try to make sure that, like, hey, we 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 know that like a lot of shit's going on right now, but right. we we're aware of all of that, and so it's it's, it's interesting not to see. fucking your man. I mean, I guess it's almost like being on the road though, because you go an extended amount of stretches when your man is on the road, right? So, but like for me, you mean to tell me my man's in a hotel room every day by himself? No, there he can't come home unless his team loses. He can't come home. I cannot see him. He doesn't get even when they're on the road. You get some home time. There's none. As a wife and a mom, like I'd be losing it. Hell, even some of the groupie bitches that was hanging out in the lobby, I'd be losing. It. Like speaking of which, Calvin. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Talk to me. I miss the days when side chicks shut the fuck up. <laughs> the 90s. The 90s was a good time. <laughs> the 90s was a good time. I'm tired of these girls going on national platforms and telling they hoe-ass business. Now, I have a lot of fucking nerve as I sit here on my national platform and tell y'all my hoe-ass business, but the difference is that I get paid to do it. I'm it's concerned. Awesome. So, are we talking about the girl who went and admitted she sucked seven dicks? For free, yes. Yeah. That one. Okay, so... I'm also talking about the guy from that one little team with the hawk on it who tried to sneak in some ass by putting her in a uniform. Oh, okay. That one, too. Okay, That so, one, too. So, okay, we're going to call this the risk it at all for sex portion of the podcast. Now, I don't risk it at all for sex, but, like, the risk was more rewarding. Like, the reward was there, though. Like, I was getting rewarded for risking it all. You bitches are getting rewarded for a four for four. I'm concerned. So, the first one, um, the, the Seahawks, so Seattle Seahawks, NFL football team, um, again, very, very, very in the midst of a training camp. And again, we're trying to, it's like a bubble situation. Only team personnel allowed. And, and and buddy buddy wanted you know I, I guess his girlfriend or you know some girl he just wanted you know a little conjugal visit or so and conjugal he tried to visit <laughs> he tried to sneak <laughs> he tried to sneak old girl in and dress her up like a team like a, like a, like a, like, a, like a like a team member like a, like a team player <laughs> into the hotel. Was Shorty at least thick? <laughs> like to get in no, listen, listen. The video, the the picture I saw of who the alleged girl is. She's not cute. She's not thick. She's not none of those things. That's worth risking it all. Don't tell me she was a milk of magnesia, Calvin. Fam, she 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 is. Her ancestors are from the Caucasus Mountains. Calvin, please. Her ancestors from the Caucasus Mountains, um, and she's not even cute for a white girl. Like she's just not Mount Rushmore. Like she, she looked like George Washington in the face. Oh um, no, not our founding father. <laughs> man, she looks like all of them. <laughs> she looks, she, she looks like the se- she looked like the Seventh Amendment. Okay. Um, <laughs> Calvin, please. And don't ask me what the Seventh Amendment is, because I don't know. I just know she looked like. But it. she, she wrote looked, it. 
she looked like the Constitution. <laughs> so, there. You know. And so, and not only did he get caught, but then he got cut. So, like, I could imagine this player had to know. go back, had to go back home. You know, he just got drafted, so he hyped, you know, getting drafted. Had to go home, like, son, why are you home so early? Hey, cool, uh, training camp ain't over for a couple of weeks. And he got to explain to his mama, who's been waiting for, who, who, who been waiting for her son to be on the, to be in the league, that he lost his job because he, he tried to sneak a white woman to training camp. If my black ass son comes home with a white woman, I'm going to whoop his ass. If my newly drafted black ass son comes home because of a white woman, I'm going to kill him. And a white woman. Please favorite this episode. <laughs> Listen, and so so that was the first episode. That's the first instance. And then the second instance. Homegirl, I don't know her name. Her name's not important. She went on the No Jumper podcast with Adam22. Adam twenty two is a weird. Very weird very weird anyway, but you know, it is what it is. And so she volunteered the information of her, I guess, was in a hotel getting getting smacked out by somebody already. And then seven members of the of the NBA team, she did not disclose which team, pulled up to the hotel and then all proceeded to rotate getting their dicks up by this young lady. To the point where, and she, she, she said that she, 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 she swallowed all seven of them. Oh God! But all, but all seven of them, all seven of them only, only got the head, didn't fuck. And okay, I, I have, I have concerns. Not only for, not only for the young lady because, but like, fam, like I feel like sucking seven different dicks at a time is just a lot. I don't know. You know I don't slut shame. I, let me let me back, let me back up. You know, hold on. We gonna take a, a quick side pause because I told y'all I'm watching the playoffs, right? Uh huh. And they just saw LeBron James' nose just walked across my screen, <laughs> and that man's starting to get a little gray in his beard. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Woo! This is this is a Wendy's. This is a Wendy's. All right, let me let me refocus. <laughs> <laughs> so you you good now? You you, you straight? Hell you straight. Nah. LeBron James' nose look great. <laughs> he anyway. looks great. <laughs> Anyways, um, so again, I don't slut shame. I'm just thinking about the stamina of it all. <laughs> Calvin, please. Now, now you now because I have never partaken in in in, in given fellatio in my life. You could probably answer this. I have. I, I feel like it takes a lot of stamina to suck one dick. I'm gonna be honest with you, and and just you know, without putting y'all in my business, I have to want to do it. It's not like it's not one. It's not something that I'm like gung ho about. It's something I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I'm in the mood, and I'm not lazy about it. When I'm in the mood to do it, it's phenomenal. But I have to want to do that. To one man. Shorty went on a marathon. <laughs> Never mind. I had a joke that was <laughs> definitely inappropriate. Um, uh-uh. I want to no, know the joke now. No, it, no, it was, no, it has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with like, the word marathon. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, um, no, no. It continues, don't it? <laughs> nope, it does not. 
That's not what he meant. That's not what he meant at all. That is exactly what Nipsey Hussle meant when he said the marathon continues. I'm, exactly I'm pretty sure that's not what he meant. What he meant. I'm pretty sure that's not what he meant at all. So like Shorty, so, so Shorty, so Shorty out here sucking seven dicks. Like her jaw hurt. She didn't swallow seven nuts. Her stomach hurt. And like, and so you know she's sweating. And so that's part of my concern. But also part of my concern. It's just these seven niggas in the room. Eight niggas, because one nigga was already fucking before the other seven came in. In the room with <laughs> one woman with their dick out. This, this feels weird to me. It's not. It's a little weird. And like, Pimp C, Pimp C said it, you know, in a way that I can't say because he, he, he called all you niggas all sorts of names. But. Yeah. Pimp C was flagrant, but he was right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know I don't think I would ever willingly be in a position where I am not the only dick in the room, but there's only one vagina in the room. You feel me? I just feel like I feel like I would have very very big questions that need to be answered on my behalf before I set up in any situation where there are multiple dicks and only one pussy in the room. And like it's just, especially, like, once you start adding more dicks, but not adding more women, it's just, like, so now you kind of just beating off in a room full of niggas, and it just, it doesn't, it's just not, it's not, it's not my, it's not my idea of a good time. You know, what is going through the mind of the seventh nigga? <laughs> like, I mean, he, he must have picked, like, the short straw. Like, and I don't know what the he must have been like the rookie on the team. He must have been like the rookie on the team. Like, you know what I mean? He must have been like He was the designated driver or something. What is going on through the He wasn't even he wasn't even invited for real. He just was driving niggas who were invited and he was like, Well, fuck it. I guess I'll guess I'll pull up too. And so, but what here's what here's speaking of colleges back on it. I went to my university. And, and any and any and any black student who went to a PWI will tell you that these women from the Caucasus Mountains in them athletic dorms It's nothing heard, new, bro. It's nothing new under the sun except I've heard stories about like just a, pl- a plethora of potential players. Let me tell you something about Wentworth High School. Please, a white please. woman, a white girl giving head and the athletic dorms was fucking second period. That was not breaking news. Like, stop it. White bitches have been sucking dick in these athletic dorms hallways fucking... You know what? It's story time. (laughs) Oh, it's story time? Okay. It's story time. So, I, me, your girl, I dated the captain of the football team my junior year of high school. He was a senior. I was a junior. Y'all pull out your own yearbooks if you want to. Okay. Not only was he the captain of the football team, he was also the captain of the track team. So, wonderful guy. Truly amazing. But because of how many sports he played for the school, he had, it was mandatory that one of his bells, typically study hall, he had to do PT. Had to. Doctor's order. I, too, have sucked dick in an athletic building. That is not breaking news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it, I think the breaking news wasn't the sucking dick in in for an athlete. It was you sucked how many dicks in a row, back to back, like um, a Drake song. I mean, listen, I don't slut shame. Maybe that's where her womanhood lies. Maybe that is what makes her feel liberated and in control. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she's a Euphoria character. I don't know, Calvin. All I'm saying is that if Shorty consensually sucked seven dicks, that's between her and her God. Yeah. uh, I just, you know what? I hope that I'm never in a position where. Is that a decision I'm making? Probably not. Probably not. But you never know what you'll do. Until you do it. So you got to be put in those predicaments. So, I mean, a lot of y'all niggas be sucking some dick. So it's okay. I just... It's okay. Please move on before I get myself canceled. But just, just... Uh, um, you're right. You're right. <sighs> Moving right along. So, okay. I hate the fact that we have to go morbid for a second. But I'm kind of... I'm sad for my city. I know you're sad too, Calvin. But... And this past weekend, there were over, over 19 shootings, and four of those were deaths. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, um, I mean, prayers, prayers go to all the families affected by, by this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's sad. It's just, it's, it's, it's there's, there's not really jokes to be made here. It's, it's just sad. It's, um, um, including one of the shootings, you had 10 victims. You know, that's mm-hmm. a by any other name, we would call that a mass shooting, but because it affected right. mostly mostly low income black folk, we just kind of don't call it that. <laughs> but by any no, other... I did see I did see an article actually calling that a mass shooting. I I did see an article. I want to say it was on WCPO. Yeah, like we just don't call it that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. So it's just it's just it's just you know in a, in a one weekend one and. and and half of these, like eighteen of them, were in like I think a two-hour period on late Saturday, early Sunday. Like, like this kind of moved up, you know, moved from from the OTR that they don't talk about over the Rhine, excuse me. And it wasn't an OTR; it was in over the Rhine. Um, right. They actually had a stop the violence um, kind of distem- the, uh, demonstration today at Grant Park. Over to Avondale, over to Walnut Hills over to the West End. And so it's kind of just, um, it's, it's just really sad. And I think it's a combination of, I mean, we know things heat up in the summer anyway. I mean, nigg- right. you know, but also this pandemic has affected a lot of people's financials, a lot of people's mental, even if they don't know it, it's affected a lot of people's mental health, a lot of people's financial health. And so you, when you're stressed out like that, you kind of just, you know, you react. And I think in a certain way, and I think a lot of people are hurting, I think just in, in general. And when, when people are hurting, they don't have like a, a, way, a way out that that becomes what they think. And I just, it's sad. And I, 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 I want us to stop killing each other. Um, I want us to stop, you know, with the senseless gun violence. I mean, I think. It's one of those things where it's just it's it's un, it's avoidable tragedy, right? 
it's an avoidable tragedy. Um, I do hate the fact that we people try to use this as as a reason to tr- for us to not speak about police brutality. Because here's the difference: nine times out of ten, when this happens, when a black person kills another black person, or when a black person kills a white person, they get arrested, convicted, sentenced, and thrown in jail. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200 directly in jail. And they're often arrested within hours, if not days, of the incident. Right. The versus Breonna Taylor's murderers have been free for the last 160 days with no no arrest, no, no inkling of an arrest. I don't think all of them have even been fired from the, from, right. from the police department. That they is the not. difference. That is the difference. Michael Vick's Michael Vick in 2007 served approximately two years of federal prison for dogfighting. Right. Michael Vick has spent more time in jail for dogfighting than the last 439 killers of unarmed black men and women in this country. Michael Vick has spent right. more time in jail than, than the last 439 of them combined. So, yes, again, Black people have the ability to, to, to not only want the senseless violence to stop in our communities, but also to want, pe- you know, police brutality and racism and racial injustice to stop as well. That's right. my point. I agree with you. Um, I, <clears throat> I, can, I mean, I'm not going to take too much time up on that one, Calvin. Like, that... That's it. <laughs> like, in a nutshell. Like, not even in a nutshell. That's it, period. Um, prayers to all the families affected. Prayers to the communities that are continuously affected by gun violence. Y'all, learn to take a punch. It ain't this, I mean, it ain't this deep until it is. Uh, this is just... It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not trendy. It's not, it's not cute. It's not cool. Like, you got people who are who are, you know what I'm saying, their lives are going to be forever altered by this. You right. know, you know, families who are going to, who've lost a brother, a mother, a, a father, you know, a son, you know, to either, to either jail or to the cemetery. And it's just, it's not, it's not fun. It's not cute. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's not, it's not something to be faked, to be perpetrated, to be just, it, it's real out here, and like if if you not are not cognizant of that, just just it's okay to shut up sometimes, um, right? To be quite honest. Speaking of which, sundown towns absolutely still exist. Oh yeah, so um, the reason why I brought this up because I guess Love Love Craft County is um you know the newest HBO series. And it's another it's another series that kind of um it's, it's similar to Watchmen, where it kind of it 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 it, it, it kind of mixes the sci fi aspect of it, the abnormal mm-hmm. with like the the true horror of like everyday black life. Mm-hmm. And one of the kind of main things was it, and one of the things I think people, white people, <laughs> kind of just now suddenly, uh, you know. D- <laughs> was exposed to was sundown towns. And so for those who don't know what a sundown town is, a sundown town is basically 
any town that as a black person, as soon as it gets dark, you do not want to be caught there. You do not want to be caught there because it will not end well for you. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of people, uh, you know, think sundown towns are either this antiquated idea that clear no longer exists or something that only is in the South, right? Only in the deep South. Neither of those are true. There are still sundown right. towns today in Ohio. There's sundown towns in Ohio. Yes, I was just about to say that. In Ohio. In, o- in Ohio. And, and like, we, and that, that if you are in them sticks at night, you don't stop until you get to a major city. Like, for, there's been plenty of times that I've made that drive from Cincinnati to Indianapolis and was like, look, we are, going to, we are going to get mm-hmm. gas before we leave. I better have enough gas to make it to Indianapolis. Because if you stop anywhere on I-74, once you get in it, it's just, you're, you're asking, it, you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah, hell, absolutely. Hell, in Cincinnati, there are some neighborhoods that if you go too far, too far west or too far east, you you will really feel uncomfortable. If you go to somewhere like Anderson, Milford, Milford, Anderson Batavia, Township. Anderson Township, somewhere like Cheviot, Delha, like and mind you, these are five one three area codes that are like twenty minutes outside of the city. That like yes, sundown people, town. Sure. That people that if, that if you that if they don't recognize you as one of the niggas who who usually live there, they will they they know they know and they will and they will remind you that you should have no business being there. And I think it's it's frustrating because it's frustrating to hear white people think that racism just is a new thing, or or racism is something that. Is so far go like 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 nah this shit. That's extremely. You're you're right, and it's actually extremely frustrating when you talk to white people as if you know racism is a is a trend, and I think they think it's something that because they don't necessarily practice racism or aren't blatantly racist, so to speak, that they don't they're excluded from criticism about racism, and that's like. That's the part about having conversations with well-meaning white people that annoys me. The well-meaning white people finding out about sundown towns and being disgusted. Meanwhile, their backyard is a sundown town. You live in a sun, you know, this kind of neighborhood. And you, it, it's almost as if it's a choice to be this aloof. And that's why my patience with explaining this to white people, even the most like genuine and well-meaning white people is frustrating. Because all you have to really do is pay attention. You're choosing not to. And then I, irritated and not in my lack of wanting to explain to you how racism affects me, now makes me aggressive towards you. So it, it, it's just like, ugh. It's aggravating. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it is. It's kind of like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, man, like, how much can you expect of somebody? And it's like, right. I have to go through all of this normal shit that everyone else is going through. And also, you know, keep my head on the swivel, you know, when I go into certain towns. And I understand, like, you know, certain white people, 
feel the same when they go into certain hoods. But it's like, fam, it's not, it's not, it's not really the same here because I guess it's, a lot of it is like they can do shit. They can do shit to me and get away with. It. You know what I mean? Like right. they can, you know what I'm saying? They can, you know, there are there is a rash of lynchings that were happening in state capitals like two or right. two months ago that we had, I haven't forgot about. And so it's just they you know, ruled them all as suicide. And like I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Ain't no black person ever gonna kill themselves by hanging themselves in front of a state house, in front or or in a park. Like black people are having right. mental health issues and black people have committed suicide, but don't nobody do that. Don't don't nobody hang themselves like that in the middle in the middle of a park after they beat their own ass. Like right. like you know what I'm saying? Again, don't don't lie to me. Don't don't, <laughs> don't lie to me. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Just keep it a hundred. I got respected when you keep it a hundred. If you just tell me like yeah, they they were lunch, but we have no idea who did it. I'm like you know what? At least you honest. But you ruin it. But you rule it as a suicide. It's like okay, bro. All right. Right. It's like stop playing in my face. I oof, lordy, keep me lifted, saying just that's all you got to do. You just keep me lifted for our last, but you know, not not the least topic. Um, do we center too many dates around food? Hell no. <laughs> I know you was coming with that. Hell no. Absolutely not. We do not. I'll be honest with you. If the first stop isn't, okay, babe, our reservation's at such and such, be ready. I'm, I'm not interested. Okay, so at what point during this day are we going to go eat? You better fuck, what the fuck? What? No. You can never feed my ass enough. Now, am I going to pick over this food? Absolutely. Am I going to be a finicky eater? I absolutely am. But if the offer for food isn't there, I'm going to be irritated. <laughs> See, I, I look at it like this, right? It's a, it's a, kind of, a catch-22. Or catch-33, even. Because there's three things they got to consider. One is exactly what you said. Listen. Any any man who's dealt with a hungry woman uh, understands that hungry women are not good, nice people. Y'all, no, when y'all, not. when y'all get hungry, y'all turn into like sour patch kids. It's it's actually disturbing, <laughs> and and it's like and if y'all will say and or do some bullshit and then excuse it off the fact that I was hungry, and I'm like that doesn't. Man, you just cussed me the entire fuck out. I'm also gonna be okay with that. Yes. <laughs> you also saw so it's like that. But also, so yeah, you, you don't want to deal with hungry one. It's just it's just not it's not it's not ideal. Secondly, but also we also say we want creative dates. It's you can only be so creative when the when the main event of a date is food. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a finite amount of restaurants, there's a finite amount of food, there's a, there's only so many ways I can dress it up and make it real for you. So it's like it's hard to be super creative and also make sure you eat. Third, if I am gonna be super creative and involve an activity that and dinner, now we get into like extended date period is what I call it. So, cause like okay. the, din- the dinner should 
depending on the restaurant, it's generally going to take at least an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Most most activities that are date activities that are somewhat fun, at least ninety minutes. If it depends on movie or a candle making or any, pretty much any little cute shit, it's going to take at least an hour to ninety minutes. So now we at two and a half, two two and a half hours, and it's like you ever been halfway through a date and you just know that you are never going to talk to this person again? Absolutely. And isn't that last half of that date the most miserable shit in your life? I'm not going to hold you. If the date is going well, food is typically attached to it. If the date is going bad, food is the first and last thing that we'll do. Typically, if you, okay, I'm thinking about dates as like the first date that we go on is typically over a drink or dinner, typically over food. Okay, that gives us something to talk about. It gives us something so I can get to know you. <laughs> it allows me to figure, you know what I'm saying, figure certain things out. And it is less awkward. And there Number also one. and there also awesome. is Go ahead, go ahead cuz I have a point after you. Go ahead. Also, also feed that fucking woman. Stop playing. Stop fucking playing with me. If a nigga was like, oh, I'm gonna, would you like to go to the museum with me? Sure. And there's no suggestion of food after that. I'm be like, oh, he didn't like me. He didn't want more time. <laughs> and so that's like, how the, I would always take that. And so the if person a nigga ever did that to me. And so the person who brought it up, and you know, was talking about like how like he he often meal prep. So it's like, damn, I'm meal prep now. I got to take show out. And I feel like his motivation was purely financial. But it's also, we also understand from a certain subsection of women who pride themselves on having food mates. Let me tell you something. If I, <laughs> if I ever go out on a date with a nigga, and at the end, no, on an activity with a nigga, and he says, hey girl, I got these meal preps at the crib. <laughs> no, the meal prep is for him. You understand the meal prep for him. You need to eat before you come. He, he got the meal prep for him. <laughs> You feel me? He said, hey, bro, I got some leftovers at the crib. <laughs> he got the leftovers from the show that he actually liked. You know what I'm saying? So, fucking weak. You niggas deserve less <laughs> every nah, day. Listen, I just know. Not my niggas. Not my niggas, but like the niggas, these niggas, y'all deserve less. I just know that <laughs> there's plenty of niggas who are scared of being just a food nigga because there are plenty of women who are cheap and broke enough to go because they, they will go out with niggas they don't like because they're hungry and I've never been that broke some of y'all I, have I've never been so broke I went out with a nigga because I was hungry no 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 especially now when my parents live up the street I'm just gonna go shopping out of my mama's fridge I've never been that broke. So it's just it's just funny because it's like, yeah, like if if I if I if I like you or if I you know if I offer, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna generally feed you, but also I generally like first meetups over drinks or like at a bar somewhere because because you can tell kind of in within the first like twenty to thirty minutes if this is going anywhere. 
And if it's over drinks, you can chalk it way easier. You can be like, you know, you know, grab a couple drinks and see the conversation ain't going well. It's like, you know what? I'm a, you know, we're gonna wrap this up. Versus a food, you still gotta wait for the appetizer, the entree. She gonna fuck her out trying to order dessert. I'm like, I'm good. I <laughs> only I- go to dinner, dinner. Okay, I'll be real. For a man that I'm like, if I were to just meet a guy, I never really like went. My first date was never somewhere like at some restaurant. It was always like somewhere where I can grab a drink and a quick appetizer. Because if I don't like you, I'm leaving. I don't want to wait for this meal in order to like leave, leave the date. No. You told me so. It's like so I want to be able to get in and get out. For me, we're always like maybe the the second or third date. Always. I, I, I want to be. I want to like first dates. I want to. I just want to see if I like you. I want to see if I like you enough to 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 try this again. And dinner dates aren't really the best time for that because it's like, damn, if I don't like you, now I'm stuck. Not only do I gotta pay, to, you know, pay for your meal, and I don't like you, but now I got an extra thirty the 45 minutes of me realizing I don't like your ass and I'm just here. And then you listen, there, I, there, there are the times I'm like, where, where like, it's not going well. And then like, sure. You've asked like for dessert. And I'm like, nah, absolutely not. <laughs> or it's like, like the wait, the waitress will come in and be like, are you, have you guys left room for dessert? And I, she's like, yeah. I'm like, no, check, no, bitch. Abs- check, 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 check. <laughs> Sharing dessert is very intimate, though. But I don't want to be intimate if I don't like your stupid ball-headed broke. Never mind. Oh, Calvin. That's what I'm saying. If I ever ordered dessert on a date, I fucked it. This date was fun. And I I don't typically order sweets on dates. No, 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 no. Uh -uh. But but also, I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with scouting. You gotta, you gotta scout. You can't, you, you can't, if if your options are limited either by choice or by force, you can't give her the option to go outside your options. I <laughs> mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, okay, cool. You know what? I got X amount of money, so I'm going to take her to this restaurant because I know them. even if she orders the most expensive shit on the menu, it's only going to come down to this. Or, you know what? I really am in the mood for this. I don't give a fuck what you in the mood for because I'm playing of a date. I'm going to go to somewhere where I know I like some shit. Cool. You know what? This place has good music. If you give music. me the option to choose where I eat, I'm going to pick the... Don't give me the option to choose and then whatever I say out of my mouth, you can't afford. But also, I'm also not the kind of woman that goes on dates or suggests the man take to a date to a place I can't afford. Because nah, if I suggested it, was, it, it was I can't one girl. It was one girl who, got, who hit me with whoop-de-whoop. Fam, like, because she suggested... She suggested... She, uh, like, she was like, oh, I've never been to this place. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And so, like, I check it. And I'm like, oh. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. I see. I see. Because, like, I'll put it like this. A couple of the spots at this place had MP on the price. Oh, market M- price. I've had market price. Market price is where they pretty much just decide what have, how much they're going to charge you. But they don't tell you beforehand. You get your bill as a surprise. So, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's what you want." Okay, cool. All right, bad. And so, but again, you know, what I'm saying at this point, I was, you know, I was, I was trying to, you know, do my best to impress the young lady. I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna just not eat for real, for real. I'm gonna eat. I'm, I'm just ain't gonna spend no money 
rest of this week until Friday. You know what I mean? Because I, cause I can't be no bitch. But also, I, my my idea of a good time is to spend X amount of money on the first date. But, you right. know, you live and you learn and then, and, 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 and then you find people who actually... The bottom line is that any date that does not include food is a meeting. Meetings can be emails. Okay. This is a FaceTime. Oh, okay. All right. This this any date that does not include food is a FaceTime. I, I hate you. I don't like I know you. I don't have to leave my house. And there's food here, nigga. Fuck that. Feed these fucking women. Anyway, Calvin, would you like to end us on a positive note? <sighs> uh stay stay vigilant. I, yeah, stay vigilant, y'all. <laughs> Okay, um, Batman. <laughs> listen, nah. Dude, the problem with Batman is you could take away all this power tax on. Like Batman's superpower is white privilege, so there's that. <laughs> he got to keep his he got to keep his um, face half white so the, so the police don't be a white man. And Batman instead of Bruce Wayne, his name was fucking Bruce Jenkins. That nigga would have been arrested ten <laughs> minutes into the comics. It was like, get that nigga now. <laughs> He said Batman's superpower is white privilege. <laughs> Batman's superpower is white privilege. That nigga, that nigga was out here fucking up, fucking up people's whole life because he they had parking tickets and shit. My God. Bat Batman on here with the Batmobile tank and you just double park and shit, and next thing you know, you, your your whole life fucked up. <laughs> Batman, Batman catches strays. Bro. Listen, nah, Batman's <laughs> supposed to be the superhero, but he got fucked up by a nigga who got schizophrenia. You feel me? Okay. <laughs> how 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 one of your main enemies a nigga with personality disorder? He ain't even got no power. His person his personality disorder is fucking your life up. That's crazy. At least Superman has some kryptonite. At least Superman, you got to. But some weren't they things. brothers? Like, wait, no. weren't the Joker and Batman brothers? Absolutely not. No. Okay, See, so I watched the Joker completely wrong. Huh? Correct. See, you got, this is what happened when you when you go to the movie and then be staring at your date half the movie instead of actual actual movie. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. At that time when the Joker came out, I was hoeing. I saw the Joker for the first time five times. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> Coming down them steps, fam. I, I, why? Why are you like this? Like why? Like why are you like this? <laughs> you seen the Joker? No, baby, let's go see it, honey. And of course, two of the niggas had the audacity to take me to the same theater. <laughs> man, you man, the fucking the fucking uh poor <sighs> the fucking poor uh receptionist gotta gotta pretend that she baby, ain't seen you last week baby i wore a hat with one and i wore a full face with the other one Woo, i look like two totally different bitches it was fine man i uh, watched the i don't I, like you i don't like you i don't like you i don't because like no they were not brothers no and no and no and no story were them niggas brothers problem you is what's funny is that I seen the shit five times and couldn't tell you no better. <laughs> because you don't know how to appreciate shit. 
They'd have took you to see the same movie five times. You couldn't pick up the plot any one of them motherfuckers. You don't appreciate shit. That's right. Woo, and, I not. And, and I bet you got a goddamn large popcorn every time with your stupid ass. And an icy because you cause you a fucking <laughs> dumbass. Don't forget my, my fucking thin mints, huh? Nigga, they sell thin mints at the theater. You you made these niggas take you to the fancy theater. But, nigga, what? <laughs> nigga, the theater I go to ain't got no goddamn thin mints, motherfucker. You couldn't even bring your Stop big going purse. To the hood. You couldn't even bring your big purse <laughs> and bring in the snacks. You couldn't even be a I team player. I big purse one time. No. Nope. You made these nigga pay goddamn $10 for a small bag of popcorn and $5 for some candy. And you couldn't even bring your big purse to go see a movie to see four other times. Man, fuck you. See, here, here's the thing, ladies. For the, for the ladies and gents paying attention from home, date niggas who can afford the tickets to the movie theaters and the snacks. Okay? It's not affording. It's, it's working smart. No, Man, not on the I will, I will be no, fuck no, exactly on the day. Man, I will be. Listen, a, I will be smart. A... No, 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 no. You know who gets efficient, Alex? You know who gets feel like the Alex with some sense on dates is the man that like I'm committed to. Okay, because at the end of the day, the money he's spending is towards us. So I'll be ergonomical about that. These tricking ass, no nothing ass niggas. I can't even tell you what their names are. I don't give a fuck about the money they spend on me. To this See, day. You are hustling backwards because the money that he that he spent on your dumb ass large ass popcorn could have been spent on something else towards you, but no, you want to waste it on the popcorn. Do you honestly think he didn't do that too? No. What part of me says ration? What part of me says compromise? Is there any part of me that's just like, okay, Alex, you got to pick either, either? No, baby, you can have both pair. Some bullshit. I went. You know what? You go from dating niggas that be like, you're too much to this all you want. That ain't shit. Listen, I just, I stand women who bring the big purse. I can even pay for the candy in the big purse. Just let, just we just go bring the big ass purse. They can bring the big ass purses, baby. Nobody's mad about that. No, you bring the big ass purses. Before we go to this movie theater, we bring your big ass purse. We're going to stop at the fucking speedway on the way. Just ungrateful. No, we agree to disagree. Un-fucking no, nigga, I, I ain't tricking ass niggas. No, you, dra- you, you used to date dumb ass niggas. Fuck out of here. No, no, fuck no. I date tricking ass no. niggas. They don't have a fuck problem no. with me getting a large. Fuck that. That's stupid. Nigga, you, no. We don't even fuck share. Fuck no. Nigga, what? Oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> you mean you got a large popcorn? We, we know your, your picky eating ass is only going to eat a quarter of that bitch. And you went, man. I'm so you glad we are friends. I'm so glad we are friends. <laughs> because if we you wouldn't like me, if you didn't, you wouldn't like me. I'm convinced Damn. none of my friends would actually be my friend if they weren't already my friend. I'm convinced. So you mean to tell me? But you get your 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 greedy ass a large ass popcorn that we everybody in here know. You know, I know the nigga you dating know. The nigga the niggas who are listening know. Jesus know, God know, Santa Claus know, kiddo know, everybody know, but you're not gonna eat even a quarter of that large ass popcorn. I you never refuse to take food. the big you refuse to take the big ass first so we can go get some actual snacks. And then you mean to tell me 
I gotta buy my own shit, Emo. You got three fourths of your popcorn right fucking there, nigga. Oh fuck! I don't make him buy his own shit. The nigga just does not shit. Listen, I dated a man who hated sharing. He was an only child. He was an only child with money, so he never had to share. So he was just like, "No, you can have your own." And he made sure that I had my own shit. Stupid, dumb. I am a. I am irrationally angry at the backwards ass hustling I am hearing. From niggas in these movies. This is dumb. This is stupid. Some and niggas I, like movie theater snacks, Calvin. Why are you so upset? Because movie theater snacks are a fucking scam. And the only reason they're able to be a scam is because niggas like that. If we all took a stand and said, fuck you, suck my dick. If we I'm all took in, a stand? Yes. No. Yes. All snacks matter, damn it. All snacks I'm, matter. Fuck out of here. You know what? Fuck, it's your girl, Allie this. Nicole. I'm signing out. I'm signing out. We didn't even give like a whole positive statement. I just got frustrated. Nope. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. <laughs> I'm not letting you sign out. Fuck you. No. I'm not you sign out. I'm signing out. No, no. Because you at least got to get something trip, positive. Well, no, fuck that. You know what? Here's my positive note. Date niggas who aren't broke. My positive note is fuck movie theater snacks and the pricing. Date people who also understand that movie theater snacks are a scam and that who will stand in solidarity with you as you continue to fight and buck the system that is these overpriced movie theater ass snacks. You know what? That's I'm going to double note. down. I'm going to double down. Date niggas who aren't broken who are also generous. Who are spending them M's and thousands on you, girl. You don't need your big purse at the movie theater no more, okay? Date niggas not only who are deep-pocketed, they are very generous and like you back, girl. It's your girl, Ali Nicole. I can like you and still ask you for your bring your big-ass purse because it makes sense. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Bye, Calvin. It's your boy, C. Diddy, 513. I stand against movie theater snacks. We are out of here. Peace. Peace. Baby, I'm a toy. I'm gonna stop my spot. You caught a vibe shooting shots. Why not tell me to thank you? One, two, three.